right, welcome to episode number four of the Your Home Buying Guide podcast. This is your one-stop shop home buying guide where every week I'm going to bring in industry experts to answer all of the most common home buying questions. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and this week we are joined by the dynamic duo out of Lillian Montalto Signature Properties in Andover, Sammy and Caroline. I want to start this off letting you guys brag about yourselves a little bit. Uh, so tell everyone how long you've been a realtor, what made you decide to become a realtor, and we can kind of get started from there. We actually started at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we kind of got to lean on each other and support each other and kind of figure all of those details out together. Yeah. Calling each other at 930 at night. <laughs> freaking out about stuff. <laughs> Yep. Love We're both it. freshly out of college. Um, I'm 23. Caroline just turned 24. We both majored in marketing communication. So we kind of had a good idea about people business before jumping into it. And we're in our first year of real estate. We just hit our one year mark, which was really exciting. Congratulations. Um, yep. And I mean, we've been crushing it. We've both been getting deals done left and right. So it's a good market. It's a lot of fun. And Glad to have each other. Love that. So I want to I want to start there too, right? So it is not common for two realtors to join, become that duo. More often than not, is to go in by yourself. What made you guys decide to become that dynamic duo and and kind of tag team the industry here? Yeah. So our office puts us all through real estate agent boot camp. And we were kind of at the same stage in life. We were both just graduated. She was about to graduate, just trying to kind of figure it all out. And we really worked well together. And then we got along very well, too. So we kind of just became best friends through that. And then, you know, there's so many events and stuff. So I feel like even the industry being so social allowed us to become close quicker. Yeah. And I think that it can be a really lonely business. Um, not everybody understands what goes into being a realtor. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of grind. And sometimes you just need to vent it all out. So having that person to kind of lean on throughout it is really great. And I think that it just kind of led to us collaborating. I mean, we share an office together. We literally work this close together every single day. So it definitely <laughs> helps. <laughs> and it seems like when one of us is having a bad day, the other is having the best day. So yeah. we bring each other up. Put a yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, you say team is everything. Like I've talked about it on this podcast a bunch too. The team that you're on means a lot. And like for me, I have the ability, like I have five loan officers, like licensed loan officers on my team. So if I decide I need to go on vacation, like I have someone that can more or less pick up the slack and you don't really get that a lot in the, the realtor business because it is typically like, sure, you might have a, a team, but more often than not, your buyers might be going to an open house on their own uh, right. where you guys have each other. I think that that plays off pretty well. So it is nice to see two people that join the business same time, really build a bond and get into the business and kind of take the industry by storm. Cause obviously like my goal in this whole podcast, right. Was to have on industry experts and you guys are fairly new to the industry. Yeah. But when I say taking it by storm, like there are very few people out there from a social media standpoint that 
crush the real estate game as much as you guys do. Uh, so I got to commend you for that. And that was kind of one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on because on your walkthrough Wednesday, something you guys do every week, uh, I'm, I just loved it. Love that you're going into all of these houses. And after speaking with you a couple of days ago, like you're just absolutely grinding. I just want, I'm curious. I want everybody else to know, like what made you start that series and kind of dive into what the series really is and what it's becoming. Yeah. So I think that it all started when we kind of realized that we do need to dive into the social media aspect of everything. I mean, the world that we live in today, everyone does everything online. Um, I mean, you see how crazy it is. Like social media changes people's lives all the time. They blow up. They, it, it's just a game changer. Um, so I think that we realized that we really needed to dive into that part of the industry. And like you said, not many people are doing it. So I feel like we have that own little niche that we joined in on, but we literally were just sitting in our office one day and we were like, let's start doing like little video tours. Like let's start doing a little series or something. That's a good idea. And then walk through Wednesday, just clicked. I think that it kind of puts some fun into the market too, where it's like a really serious market. Everyone's getting burnt out. It's crazy out there. I think that it's a little fun to be able to show some houses and joke around and brings a little laugh to the real estate game. Yeah. I don't even know if we saw ourselves doing it every single Wednesday the first time, but we just had so much fun thinking about jokes and just laughing and messing up. We want to drop a bloopers episode for sure. Tripping in our heels, like falling. Yep. I was almost I launching it. our sunroof in yep. one of the videos. <laughs> I remember that video. Pulling, yep. out to, pulling down the driveway out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we just had so much fun with it. We love to do it. Yeah. And we have been getting great feedback. A lot of people, maybe we don't talk to all the time, people we went to high school with, they always bring it up. So maybe they're not ready to buy now, but they, it kind of got the word out that this is what we're doing full time. Yeah. I love that. I know we kind of spoke about it a little bit on Wednesday, but I, I kind of started the whole social media thing myself, I don't know, three years ago at this point, I think I just hit 500 posts or something like that on Instagram for my actual mortgage job. But I think when I first started as a loan officer, like I'm, I'm sitting there staring at a computer, right? Like I don't have the the luxury of going out and talking to people as much as you do. Like it certainly happens. Like I'm obviously going out, I'm sitting down with realtors. I am sitting down with clients at some point, uh, but it doesn't happen that often. Right. right. So for me, like I needed some sort of just like release get out of get out of the standard staring at a screen all day and a lot of what i started with was just those stupid like tiktok dances or whatever like i don't know i'm not a i love dancing at weddings because (laughs) everyone is you know having a good a good time it's not really it's not really me on social (laughs) more often than not right right Uh, but what you were just saying about like your friends might not be ready now but they know what you do. And I think that's so important. I think something that a lot of realtors really should try to wrap their head around because at this point, you know, this is kind of an adapt or die situation. Like if you're not up with the times and taking advantage of all of the marketing platforms that you have, you're setting yourself behind and people like you that are going to go out there and grind, get the content done, constantly going out to, you know, these houses for your walkthrough Wednesdays, like you're the ones that people are going to see on social. 
And I think that's really important. So I, I applaud you for taking advantage of all of that stuff. I know on Wednesday we talked and you guys work primarily with buyers. The walkthrough Wednesdays are awesome. Uh, but I do have like a list question for you. I know you've gone through it. I know you've gone in a million homes at this point from all the walkthrough Wednesdays. But when it comes to staging homes, if you are in that process of selling, what is the best piece of advice that you have for a seller uh, as far as the staging process goes? I would say keep it minimal. The primary home buying market right now is all millennials and we all grew up in houses that were like every room's a different color you have like knickknacks all over the place like grandma's vase it's like all we're used to clutter um and i think that it's a trend that we're seeing stick where everyone just wants a minimal clean slate they want bare countertops they want absolutely nothing like it's it's a trend that i think is going to stick around for a little while um i'm thankful we're phasing out of the fully white kitchen phase that was a little too minimal for me but um Definitely just keep it minimal, have like your accent pieces in there. But I think that a house shows way better when people can kind of see the basics and use their imagination for what they can do with the space. So definitely do as little as possible. <laughs> yeah. Not to, I know, I know we talked about like decluttering too. Like, right. is there anything from a, even from like a color palette standpoint that you guys are, are seeing more often than not that homeowners should stay away from i think stick with the neutral colors and just kind of let the buyer walk in and see the space obviously a few nice things i feel like when we we used to help our uh staging department when we first started and didn't have yep. as many clients to be showing houses to so we kind of got a behind the scenes scoop and it's always just you want to do as much minimal staging as possible stick with the neutrals i would say Okay. And I think that a picture or painting, but yeah, I think that a lot of people don't realize too, that curb appeal plays like a huge part in selling your house. I know that we are whole company. Whenever we go out to look at someone's house that they want to sell, we always mention the curb appeal. Um, like no one wants to see the overgrown trees and have like your lawn nicely groomed. It's just taking care yeah. of your space will help a lot when you are ready to sell, because it makes that much less work for you to do when it's time to come all those lawn dads are loving this right now because yeah. I'm, I'm one of them i'm one i'm one that is very meticulous about my yard so i appreciate that yeah um, no absolutely so from a from a selling standpoint there's a million realtors just like there are a million loan officers you know, attorneys whatever it may be what is one of the things that you think you guys do better than every other realtor or team of realtors yeah well, our team actually recently won number one small team in Real Trends. And we have a great mentor, our broker owner, Lillian Montalto. She's been in the business for 40 years and she is best friends with almost all of her clients by the end of the transaction. And you can just tell how she deals with them. She truly cares. It's not about the paycheck. She'll do whatever it takes to get the deal to close or protect whoever you know, she's representing. So I think just being able to watch that is inspiring to us. Yeah. She has so many lifelong clients that come to our, we have a breast cancer awareness event every October um, that we host and we just see her giving back so much and working so hard. 
yeah. but we have a complimentary moving van that our clients can use. We have a whole team with so many years of experience. So if we don't know the answer, we have 10 people we can call that will know exactly what to do. She, we also have a preferred vendor list. So a lot of people Lillian knows and trusts in those connections. She has a go-to electrician, you know, list goes on. So I think just being a resource for your clients, being there for them. Yeah. And I think us being part of a team helps so much and it helps us level up so much because with the way that we act as a team, if I'm not available to show a house and my client needs to get in there, I can call Caroline. I can call anyone else on my team. And I know that someone will be able to step up. I'm stuck and I don't know how to make an offer look even better in this market where it's like, you need to be hitting everything the sellers want. If I'm like, I just don't know what else to do to help my client. They need this house. Having a team is so helpful because I can call one of them up, someone who's been in the business 40 years or plus, and I can ask them little advice things. I think that it really does help having a team to support you and give you all that advice and guidance because if it was just us trying to figure out what was going on, going on in the real estate market, we would be lost. <laughs> and, that's, and that's often the case. Right, exactly. That's, that's often the case. So it is nice. And honestly, like even when I first started, like there's so much like nuance that goes into underwriting a file, like figuring out the income and all of that isn't that complicated. Like you guys realistically could figure it out in probably 10 <laughs> minutes. However, it's some of those like one-off files where they're trying to go based off of business income. They're trying to go off of like a VA loan. Like there's a lot of different programs. There's a lot of things out there that, start to get complicated and there's a ton of information. There's a ton of different regulations. Right. And when I first started and, and honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't call and ask for help on certain questions. Mm -hmm. But when I first started, I felt like one of my team members, Lonnie was answering the phone every five minutes because I had questions. Right. <laughs> like having, having the support, having those people behind you definitely makes a world of difference. Right. And I should shout her out. Lonnie Santang, one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Unbelievable on our team. So I appreciate her all the time. But yeah, no, it's a, it's just a really good point. Like the mm -hmm. fact that you guys have not only each other, but a really good team, a support system behind you right. helps a lot. Does yeah. help a lot. One thing I wanted to mention, our team has a week or Three times a week, we have a sales morning meeting at 8 a.m. And we can kind of collaborate and say, listen, I have this listing coming soon. Um, yeah. If anyone has a buyer, if they've been looking for something specific, obviously, we know inventory is so low. So we try to help each other out in that, in that sense. That's yeah, that is nice. Good collaboration. Yeah. So I've got, I've got kind of a, a two-part question here. Mm -hmm. So I'm always curious about home pricing right so from a from a list perspective and from a putting an offer in perspective how are you guys figuring out what to put in for an offer or what to list a house for that's a tricky one um because the market is speaking for itself i mean i just had a listing in bridgewater and ended up going over asking but when we were first doing the pricing the seller was like so hard not hard on us but he's like i need to get this number this is the number that i need and looking at comps is working but it's a little tricky because it all depends on where you come on the market on the list side of things um if you're coming on too high you're gonna sit on the market for a little while, a little longer um yep. if you're 
right on the money you're going to go on a weekend or in a day. I mean, it, it's crazy out there. But I think just kind of getting a feel for the market and really knowing what each town and city is like really helps a lot because, I mean, in Andover, everything goes in a weekend except for the higher-end listings. So we know when something comes on, it's, it's going to go over asking yeah. um, unless it's overpriced. Right. Yeah. And then it gets a stigma. So then people think something's wrong with it, but really yep. the seller just wanted X number and that's not what the comps lined up for. So it needed a lot of work, something like that. But our broker owner was telling us when we first started that you run the comparables. So like you're looking at number of bedrooms, bathrooms, and then also not just the whole town. You want to do that specific area in the town because yep. obviously there's Perks to different neighborhoods, yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah. You kind of run the comps and then you want to go like list price maybe 10 grand under. So you're not coming on right on the money. So then it drives a lot of buzz. Oh, this is yeah. a good deal. And then hopefully people, you get multiple offers you can pick from. Yeah. Nice. And I think on the buy side of things, it helps to build the rapport with the listing agent. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be rude to the listing agent and you're not gonna you gotta be asking the right questions to figure out where you gotta be in but i think that it really helps to build relationships with agents outside of your office too because that way it it just it does so much for you to be a good person to other agents and yeah you know that we're all in the same business and competitors or whatever but it really helps to treat them kind of like partners too um just because it goes so far like knowing what the activity is like over the weekend when you're gonna put in an offer knowing what the seller is looking for. Like you have to ask all the certain questions and that helps so much with getting the right offer because at the end of the day, we all just want to sell the house. So it's just a matter of asking the right questions to figure out what it has to take. Love that. So what do you give as advice for people that are around that 24, 25 age range when it comes to buying a home? Yeah. Well, I all I have friends that are thinking about it. The wheels are turning. Is it a good time? They have their own concerns. And I tell them it doesn't cost any money to get pre-approved. See what your purchase power is. If you're not happy with the number, there's a ton of credit repair specialists, people at that lending company that can definitely give you advice. I'm sure you can speak to this on how to just kind of make a game plan. So we work with yeah, a lot of people that are almost nervous to get pre-approved, they're not sure if buying a home is even in the cards for them. And I always just encourage them to see where they're standing now so they can either have a plan, maybe they're pre-approved yeah. for more than they thought. Yeah. yeah. And I actually just closed on a house with one of my really close friends in the beginning of the summer. And with him, he was a VA buyer and looking for multifamilies like Waltham, Framingham, Woburn, like really hot markets for multifamilies. My biggest thing was him was just be patient and wait it out. You're not going to get every house that you want. Like, it's just so corny to say, but like, I felt like I was throwing the words up of like, if it's meant to be, it'll be like, okay, this one just wasn't meant to be like onto the next one. You got to just put it behind you, especially in the multifamily market, like where things are so competitive. You're not going to yeah. win every bit anymore. Yeah. Investors. It's hard. The big investors out there are tricky to beat, but it is possible. We did do it. We found him a house. He's loving it. He's like going to work on it right now. I think just patience is a big thing. I feel like we grew up in an age where it's like, we're so used to like, I want it. I got it. 
And that's just not how it works in the housing market. So you really got to drill that message into their head. Just trying to think of the the song. I want it. I got, I think it's like Ariana Grande. I don't know why that just yeah, popped in my head there. Um, no, but I, I think when I'm talking to a lot of first time home buyers too, it's like the number one thing is you just, you need to just bite the ball and get pre-approved. Right. Like a lot of, I think that's the the thing that holds a lot of people up because they just, the unknown is scary. Yeah. And I think that's what deters so many people. It's like, until you reach out to a realtor or until you reach out to a loan officer, you have realistically no idea how much you qualify for. You might have an idea of what you're comfortable with as far as a payment, but you have no idea if that's in your budget anyway. Right. And I still talk to a lot of people that are, you know, in their thirties that have no idea what the minimum down payment requirement is. Yeah. They just assume, because this is what everyone, everyone used to say growing up, like you need 20%. And that's so far from the truth. And even on multifamilies, like you don't need 20% in a lot of circumstances. Right. So it's, Um, say that again. Only in Boston Post that was saying you need 20% yes. down in rent prices. Yeah, like thanks for resharing this. Such yeah, fun. and it's it's just, it's one of those things. And like, I feel like that's honestly one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast too, is to make sure people were educated on the entire process. Yeah. But that's a lot of what I do on social media. It's like, I'm trying to make sure people go into this process knowing as much as they can, because one, it's the biggest purchase of their life. Like it's a lot of money that they're tying into. It's a lot of time that they might be tying into. Right. So you just need to make sure you're making the right decision. And there are a lot of loan officers out there and there are a lot of, you know, retail lenders. We've talked about some of them on Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) You apply, you get a a pre-approval and it's done. Like, and that's, that's the number they're focused on. Right. I try to talk to all my clients and figure out like what they're comfortable with from a budget perspective. And then I figure out the price from there. This isn't a a one size fits all type purchase, right? Someone might qualify for a $6,000 a month mortgage payment, but they might not be comfortable with that payment unless I'm sitting down and actually having that conversation acting as that consultant, Mm -hmm. like, they could be going in and put in an offer on a house that's $800,000 and then turns out it gets accepted. And then I'm walking right and I'm, I'm telling them all the costs and everything. And they're like, their head's exploding. Right. Right. So I think the unknown is scary. Yeah. So it's very important, especially from, you know, a first time buyer perspective, because they've never gone through it. It's very important that they, reach out to a lender, reach out to a realtor and, and start to have these conversations. Yeah. Um, I just think it's, it's ultra important to have as much knowledge on the process as possible because it is, it's a lot to, it's, it's a huge purchase. Yeah. So usually if you can sit down, I'm sure you feel the same way and just explain the process. They feel so much better. Yeah. And start opening up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's definitely tough, but it's something like I've, I'm trying to get on more of these zoom calls, whatever. Like I'm trying to have these conversations, like actually, I mean, not necessarily face to face, but mm-hmm. so they can at least see me, even if it is a phone call, like so be it. But right. uh, once the process starts, there'll be some text thrown in here and there, but I'm trying to stay pretty active on the phone just so 
people know that they can reach me right and make it easy for them but um now this is not necessarily specific to buying a house uh but i want to know what was the best piece of advice you guys were given when you first got into the business our broker owner's husband bob is so into like positive mindset attitude 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 he has drilled that into our heads and i think they kind of prepared us to expect not to walk in on your first week and you have 10 clients you're writing offers for yeah so i think just like the positive reinforcement and celebrating those small wins i remember my first deal was a rental and just getting such positive feedback just makes you want to keep trying more and he always just you know really drilled that into our head so i think a lot of people join the market obviously it's not as great as it's been in the past busyness wise for people sure. but just have it they always say business is out there like you just got to be listening to try to talk to everyone you're getting gas you know talk to whoever about real estate everyone always wants to talk about real estate so my approach is just to be a resource and not really that used car salesman yeah so you know what you know what i started doing this is i'm going on a year and a half at this point but every time I go to Cumberland Farms to get gas, like fill out my tank, I have these business cards with little magnets on them yep. and I stick it to the pump every time, oh. <laughs> like with, without fail. And like, it is, it's one of those things that's, you know, always be prospecting. Like you're always going out, you're trying to have those conversations. So I yeah. do like that. Yeah. Amy, what about you? I think my fi favorite advice that stuck with me from Bob and Lillian is they always preach to us, wake up, dress up and show up. That's like the yeah. three most important things you can do every single day because you're going to have bad days in this industry. You're going to have bad days outside of the industry. You need to just wake up. Like you got to have your motivators. We always, at the beginning of the year, write out our drivers for the year. So we have our drivers, we stick them above our desk and we look at those every single day. And it just helps so much to remember that like, what you're working towards is a bigger goal and yeah. you do just need to wake up, get out of bed, dress up like you matter and go show up. Just do what you have to do. Get it done. If you go through the motions, it's going to work out. I think that that's just the most important thing that has stuck with me. And they're really big on celebrating your little wins. So we write out like things that we would do to celebrate a good day, things that we would do to celebrate a good week, things we would do to celebrate a good month. So yeah, I think that it's just been drilled into our heads that like we need to celebrate the little things because it's yeah. so easy to say, oh my God, I just had a deal fall apart. That was terrible. But that same day you got an offer accepted or you had a good phone call with one of your potential clients. And I think that it's just really important in this business to focus on what's going good for you instead of focus on what's going bad for you because it'll just, it's a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it's fun. I've got a, not to plug the, the podcast again here, but in a, few, in a few weeks, in a few weeks, I have another realtor down in like almost near like Dudley, Massachusetts, okay. uh, like where I went to, when, where I went to college, but she studied mindset for mm -hmm. 20 years and she's coming on and we're going to be talking about the mindset of first time buyers and i think i think mindset in general both of you guys just touched touched on it yeah. is a huge thing it's like you can get caught up in all of the the downfalls all of the hard times yeah and those are the people that just leave the industry right they're no longer here i've got loan officers people on my team that have been in this business for 30 years mm -hmm. and 
they went through the whole 2008 housing crash and they're saying this is the hardest time that they've ever seen through the business. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard and you need yeah. to celebrate all of those little wins, whether it be like, you know, I'm celebrating getting a hundred likes on Instagram or like hundred thousand views or whatever on something. You know what I mean? Like it's, those are the things it's not, it's not always strictly related to business, but if you have a good day, celebrate it. Right. And those, it's exactly. just one of those things that both of you touched on, I think is so important because it's, it's a tough industry and it obviously is super important to you guys, but it's also very important to all of these buyers. Yeah. And I think it all, it all comes back because you can have buyers that submit 30 offers and finally on the 30th offer, it gets accepted. Right. That like was one of them. Like I, I bought back in 2019. I submitted, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm pretty sure it was like 18 <laughs> offers. <laughs> Like 18 offers before I finally got one accepted. I love my house. I'm obsessed with it now. Got a great spot, but like when it's right, it's right. That's a big thing too. I always say, people ask me like, oh, like is it tough to be a buyer's agent? Are they getting discouraged and stuff? And I just always try to be their biggest cheerleader. And even today, that home inspection I was coming from, this couple got beat out on a house last weekend or sorry, two weekends ago, they saw an open house, we submitted an offer, didn't get it. They were devastated, absolutely in love with this one. They're so yeah. happy the other one didn't work out. So that just makes me, that just reiterates the point, like really what's meant to be will be. Yeah. Yep, agreed. I know, and Sammy said that earlier too. So it all it all comes full circle. <laughs> we're big uh, on the, uh, the good juju around here. Oh yeah, manifesting. We have a little um, lucky girl poem that we put above our desk. Every time we write an offer, we sit there we're and we say our little, lucky girl thing (laughs) love that awesome well sammy and caroline i appreciate you guys hopping on the podcast that's we're gonna wrap things up for this week we'll have to have you on at some point down the road here celebrate some bigger wins on your end but appreciate the time have a great day guys we'll talk soon all right thanks for having us all right